exploring how feedback reflects entrustment decisions using artificial intelligence. This is Brian Jin, reading for my co-authors, Ola Tenkat, Pat O'Sullivan, Karen Hauer, and Christy Buscarden. Abstract. Context. Clinical supervisors make judgments about how much to trust learners with critical activities in patient care. Such decisions mediate trainees' opportunities for learning and competency development, and thus are a critical component of education. As educators apply entrustment frameworks to assessment, it is important to determine how narrative feedback reflecting entrustment may also address learners' educational needs. Methods. In this study, we used artificial intelligence, AI, and natural language processing, NLP, to identify characteristics of feedback tied to supervisors' entrustment decisions during direct observation encounters of clinical medical students, 3,328 unique observations. Supervisors conducted observations of students and collaborated with them to complete an entrustment-based assessment in which they documented narrative feedback and assigned an entrustment rating. We trained a deep neural network, DNN, to predict entrustment levels from the narrative data and developed an explainable AI protocol to uncover the latent thematic features the DNN used to make its prediction. Results. We found that entrustment levels were associated with level of detail, specific steps for performing clinical tasks, feedback type, constructive versus reinforcing, and task type, procedural versus cognitive. In justifying both high and low levels of entrustment, supervisors detailed concrete steps that trainees performed, or did not yet perform, competently. Conclusions Framing our results in the factors previously identified as influencing entrustment, we find a focus on performance details related to trainees' clinical competency, as opposed to nonspecific feedback on trainee qualities. The entrustment framework reflected in feedback appeared to guide specific goal setting, combined with details necessary to reach those goals. Our NLP methodology can also serve as a starting point for future work on entrustment and feedback as similar assessment data sets accumulate. Introduction. Progressions in clinical responsibility are crucial for trainees to develop medical competence. These progressions are mediated by a process called entrustment, through which clinical supervisors guide trainees' growth by granting them increasing responsibility for patient care. Ideally, supervisors make entrustment decisions that grant a trainee an appropriate degree of independence to match their level of competence. Yet, as educators apply the framework of entrustment, evidence of how entrustment-based assessment provides trainees guidance for achieving educational goals remains less clear. Supervisors' feedback from entrustment-granting clinical encounters may provide trainees with guidance on how to achieve higher entrustment, which may, in turn, capture trainees' learning needs. This interaction between supervisors' entrustment decisions and trainees' learning needs has yet to be demonstrated empirically. Particularly, it is unclear how different levels of entrustment may relate to the nature and quality of feedback provided to trainees. Examining narrative feedback generated from entrustment-granting encounters 
may reveal associations between narrative themes and entrustment ratings. These associations may provide insight into how making entrustment decisions affects supervisors' guidance of trainees to further support the development and utility of entrustment-based assessments. Because entrustment decisions are influenced by several key factors, it could be inferred that guidance for how trainees can achieve different levels of entrustment would also be shaped by those factors. Prior research explored these factors by examining supervisors' interpretations of their own thought processes around entrustment, but not in the context of feedback interactions with trainees. Entrustment-determining factors include the complexity of the task and the clinical context in which the task is to be completed. Interpersonal factors include the trustworthiness of the trainee for the task, including competence and experience. The supervisor's tendency to trust, including tolerance of risk and ability to provide support. And the relationship between the trainee and supervisor, including their mutual trust in each other. These factors were largely identified using supervisor's recall of prior entrustment decisions or projections of how they would approach future encounters. While a recent study mitigated potential recall bias by performing interviews with supervisors shortly after in-the-moment or ad hoc entrustment decisions, a potential for distortion may still remain because supervisor self-reports during interviews may not necessarily reflect their accountability to trainee stakeholders. The interpersonal factors highlight the importance of communication between supervisor and trainee in navigating entrustment and is also reflected in Telio et al.'s work on the Educational Alliance. Feedback represents one such form of communication. Feedback interactions may reflect not only how the supervisors judge trainees' trustworthiness and competence, but also how they translate these judgments to address trainees' educational needs at each entrustment rating. Several studies have examined how entrustment can be captured in feedback. Dolan et al. found that including entrustment language in an assessment increased supervisors' willingness to choose lower scores and also to justify them with more written detail. Dudek et al. found a similar connection between entrustment anchors and feedback and improved feedback quality in a qualitative study. Entrustment is affected by both task-specific and general qualities of the learner. Not much is known about how general factors determining entrustment can be derived from feedback and how feedback content varies with associated entrustment ratings. Despite this intriguing question, it would require extensive resource and human effort to analyze narrative feedback data qualitatively to extract factors that might guide learners in understanding what it takes to enhance trust in their task execution among supervisors. In this study, we sought to investigate factors associated with ad hoc entrustment decisions as documented by in-the-moment assessments completed together by clerkship year medical students and their clinical supervisors. Generated from entrustment granting encounters during the core clerkships, this assessment yielded a large 3,300 observation data set of feedback narratives paired with retrospective entrustment supervision, or ES, levels a numeric rating indicating how much supervision a student required to complete a clinical task. 
we develop and employ an explainable natural language processing or NLP methodology to predict ES levels from this narrative and examine results for themes NLP used to make that prediction, yielding empirical evidence for how entrustment factors operate within supervised clinical encounters and their associated feedback interactions. We detail our methodologies so that others in the medical community, particular in institutions implementing competency-based medical education, or CBME, generating similar data sets can explore entrustment. Methods. Overview of NLP approach. Recent developments in artificial intelligence, or AI, and NLP have been applied to overcome limitations in analyzing large narrative data sets. NLP is a branch of linguistics, semantics, and AI that harnesses machine learning, or ML, algorithms to recognize semantic patterns in language. These patterns can be recognized at the level of word, syntax, sentence, paragraph, and beyond. At the sentence and paragraph level, NLP can be used to recognize themes similar to those generated by qualitative coding, with the added advantage of application to large narrative datasets frequently inaccessible to traditional qualitative analysis. Stahl et al. utilized NLP to model narratives associated with different entrustment levels. Their method grouped narratives by entrustment level and identified keywords found with high frequency at each level. These keywords gave insight into the skills relevant to different levels of entrustment, but stopped short of representing clearly definable qualitative themes or factors. Demonstrating predictive capabilities of NLP algorithms, Otles et al. recently trained an NLP algorithm to recognize the quality of narrative feedback after training it on a subset of feedback comments coded by humans for their quality. Stahl et al. predicted that future studies using more advanced NLP techniques would automatically be able to identify themes related to entrustment and use these to predict entrustment levels from narrative data. While NLP algorithms could be trained to predict entrustment ratings from narrative feedback, this would be of limited use if we could not understand what themes the algorithm recognized to make predictions. This lack of explainability is one of the key criticisms of AI applications. Although AI has succeeded in mimicking human cognition on complex tasks, there is often no straightforward way to understand how it works. Similarly, a lack of explainability affects Utlis's work on feedback quality. It is unclear what narrative features their NLP algorithm recognized to assign quality. Gaining insight into how AI systems recognize patterns and make decisions is the subject of the emerging field of explainable AI. From the perspective of NLP, a first step towards explainability is understanding what semantic themes an algorithm recognized to make predictions, classifications, or decisions based on text. We used a data set of feedback narratives, each paired with an assigned ES level, generated during low-stakes, high-frequency, directly observed clinical encounters of clerkship year medical students. We first examined whether each feedback narrative contained words or phrases associated with its ES level. To do this, we employed a deep neural network, DNN, 
a machine language methodology that has been viewed as the most capable of mimicking complex cognition. In a supervised ML approach, we train the DNN to predict ES levels from feedback narratives, assuming that the ES level assigned by the supervisors represented the gold standard. In other words, the true ES level associated with any given narrative. While capable of complex tasks, DNNs have traditionally been seen as one of the least explainable AI methods. We approached this challenge by developing a new method to interrogate trained DNNs, identifying specific words and phrases, termed features, that triggered the DNN's assignment of different ES levels, thus revealing the factors associated with supervisor's ES level assignment. Data, Participants, and Setting the data consisted of 3,328 individual assessments of 216 unique de-identified medical students, observed by 1,455 unique de-identified clinical supervisors, both faculty and residents. Each assessment was generated from a single observed clinical encounter and consisted of type of task, a feedback narrative generated by an open-ended prompt, and an assigned ES level based on the modified O-score scale, ranging from 1 to 4, to indicate retrospectively how much supervision was provided for the task. These assessments were completed collaboratively by the supervisor and medical student, and were entered into an online questionnaire by either the supervisor or the medical student, in which case the student was given the opportunity to summarize and submit the feedback with supervisor approval. Students were required to collect two assessments per week. Thus, the data represent all medical students who rotated through their core clinical clerkships during the study period. The data were collected from January to July 2020 at a four-year post-baccalaureate medical school in the United States with multiple sites in a single state. The clerkships included in this data set were anesthesiology, family and community medicine, internal medicine, both third-year clerkships and the fourth-year acting internship, neurology, obstetrics and gynecology, pediatrics, psychiatry, and surgery. Clinical tasks observed were divided into six types, communication, oral presentation, history, physical exam, note-taking, and other or uncategorized. Supervisors and students were de-identified using randomly assigned numerical placeholders. Our Institutional Review Board approved the study protocol, ID 2032-478. Defining themes, expert-assisted axial coding. While DNNs can cluster narrative data by features suggestive of themes, as in other qualitative analysis, the interpretability of these themes is enhanced with content expertise. DNNs model textual data as a set of interconnected artificial neurons activated preferentially by specific features, words, patterns of words, and phrases. As such, we employed a panel of human experts to reach consensus as to what each of the DNNs identified features represented within the cluster of narrative data and to define each in a way that was meaningful to medical educators. 
This process is similar to axial coding and thematic analysis and qualitative analysis. This group was composed of the first author and three scholars with prior work focused on entrustment in health professions education. Members independently defined themes based on features identified by the trained DNNs and collaboratively reached consensus definitions of each theme. NLP implementation. Our ML algorithm for predicting ES levels from narrative data was implemented as a DNN employing a stacked long short-term memory LSTM architecture in TensorFlow 2.3. LSTMs are a type of artificial neuron that have been used in NLP applications for their ability to recognize sequences of words and hierarchical structures in language. We used the GloVe pre-trained word embeddings to encode the input text, followed by two bidirectional LSTM layers, and a final prediction layer that performed four-way multi-class classification. We trained the DNN in multiple iterations, or epochs, in NLP terminology, using a training set where both the feedback narrative and the ES level were available for each evaluation, created from a randomly drawn subset representing 30% of our original data set. We then applied the trained DNN to a validation set where only the feedback narrative was available to the algorithm and the assigned ES levels were withheld, which represented the remaining 70% of the original data set. We then compared the predicted ES levels from the validation set to the withheld ES levels, constructing receiver operating characteristic curves, or ROC curves, and calculating the area under the curve, or AUC, to indicate the DNN's ability to predict each ES level. An AUC of 1 represents perfect predictive ability. 0.5 represents no such ability. We repeated these steps in a control experiment in which the DNN had been trained using feedback narratives with randomly assigned ES levels, where no association between ES levels and narrative features should be expected, and the AUC should approach 0.5. With the predictive ability of our DNN established, we turned to the primary goal of determining which features, or specific words or patterns of words, it learned as being related to entrustment levels. This required us to examine the artificial neurons within the intermediate layers of the trained DNN. After training, these artificial neurons develop sensitivities to specific narrative features. We extracted these features by truncating our trained DNN after the last intermediate layer, so that the outputs, or activations, of individual artificial neurons could be assessed in response to any given narrative. We represented these activations in a multidimensional vector space and used principal component analysis, or PCA, to reduce its dimensionality. The first three principal components explained greater than 90% of the variance in our data set. We identified the narratives most strongly and weakly correlated with each of the first three principal components, or the narratives that had the most positive and most negative inner products, that we then coded via the expert panel described above. Additionally, we augmented each narrative set with a word cloud reflecting how strongly the words activated each principal component's corresponding artificial neurons. 
We describe this procedure in more detail in the appendix. Results. Assessment dataset characteristics. The de-identified sources of assessment data are summarized in Table 1 with specialty and task type. Most tasks represented by the other category were procedural skills such as suturing, IV placement, intubation, and drain removal. We found a predominance of higher ES levels overall, and just 70 assessments received the lowest ES level of 1. Highlights of Table 1 include a total number of students of 216, total number of supervisors 1,455, total number of assessments 3,328. The mean number of assessments per student was 15.4 with a standard deviation of 9.1, where the mean assessments per supervisor was 2.3 with a standard deviation of 2.5. The mean entrustment supervision, or ES level, was 3.4 with a standard deviation of 0.7. Identification of themes related to ES levels. Table 2 shows the narrative features identified by the algorithm encoded by the expert panel and the associated ES level for the narratives making up that feature. Table 2 reveals that narratives could be grouped according to four categories of ES levels each associated with distinct features. Number one, narratives associated with the highest ES levels represented detailed reinforcing feedback that cited specific trainee behaviors and characteristics as justification for the high entrustment ratings. Average ES score was 3.83 with a standard deviation of 0.67. For example, a quote included outstanding use of one-liner to start the documentation slash soap note, thorough HPI relevant to patient concerns, separate assessment from plan in the note, and focus on pertinent details in the assessment. Number two, narratives associated with the next highest set of ES levels represented both low-detailed generic praise, 3.40, with a standard deviation of 0.65 and detailed constructive feedback on clinical reasoning 3.32 with a standard deviation of 0.55. Quotes included good job overall and another during the history taking think about what your differential is and the one or two key symptoms you would like to ask more questions about in a systematic way keeping in mind your differentials for these symptoms. Number three, narratives associated with lower ES levels represented both low detail reinforcing feedback, 2.86 with a standard deviation of 0.63, and constructive feedback on surgical and exam skills, 2.85 with a standard deviation of 0.84. Quotes in this category included, Excellent oral presentation, and another which consisted of, make sure to drive the needle perpendicular to the skin and think about how much of bite you need to take to make the skin edge line up. Category four, narratives associated with the lowest ES levels represented detailed constructive feedback 
on all types of skills that provided specific instructions for future performance. 2.57 with a standard deviation of 0.61. Quotes included. A few other tips. Make sure you go chronologically. Whenever you get symptoms or other data, ensure that you know the time frame in which they are present. Block out epochs of time with geographic or occupational or relationship markers. For mood episodes or hospitalizations, you want to get primary symptoms. Considering only narratives classified as reinforcing, specific reinforcing feedback had a higher average ES level than generic praise or nonspecific reinforcing feedback, with means of 3.83, 3.40, and 2.86 respectively. P-value was less than 0.001 for all pairwise comparisons. These findings suggest that the algorithm recognized the following feedback features associated with levels of entrustment. 1. The level of detail of the feedback. 2. Whether the feedback was constructive versus reinforcing. and 3. Whether the feedback reflected procedural versus cognitive skills or tasks. Prediction of ES levels from feedback narratives. The supervised NLP algorithm demonstrated low to moderate discrimination ability with an AUC of 0.6 to 0.7 for ES levels 2 through 4, representing higher levels of entrustment and lower levels of supervision. The algorithm was unable to discriminate the lowest ES level of 1 with an AUC of 0.5 due to the small number, 70, of evaluations assigned to this score. These findings are depicted in figure A1 of the appendix, showing the ROC curves and AUCs for each ES level. The right inset shows the results of the control experiment where we randomized the ES level of each narrative to verify that the algorithm gave the expected result, or an AUC of 0.5 indicating the algorithm's inability to discriminate narratives when trained with randomly assigned ES levels. Discussion We found by using NLP that entrustment decisions and feedback interacted in a way that could provide trainees with details necessary to achieve specific learning goals. Supervisors appeared to employ, perhaps subconsciously, the entrustment framework in the feedback processes guiding specific goal setting, i.e. earning or maintaining a high level of entrustment, and providing detailed instruction on how to earn or maintain that entrustment. While a recent case study cast doubt on the consistency with which supervisors approach trainee at different competency levels, NLP allowed us to examine a larger data set to reveal a prominent trend between ES levels and trainee guidance. The level of detail and specificity of instruction increased at both high and low ends of the entrustment scale, suggesting that entrustment does affect supervisors' guidance of trainees. Further, the ability of the NLP algorithm to predict entrustment ratings of narratives was not unexpected given the previously demonstrated reliability of narrative assessment data. Deeper analysis of the algorithm revealed the features specifically associated with entrustment. 
we frame these features within an entrustment model. Trainee, supervisor, context, task, and relationship. Suggesting factors supervisors considered when assigning entrustment levels. All but one factor, the relationship, appeared to be directly reflected in our data. Trainee. Compared with conceptualizations of the trainee factor derived from supervisor reflections that focused on trainee qualities associated with trustworthiness, the themes identified here tended to focus on the practicalities of how trainees perform clinical tasks. Indeed, the narratives associated with the highest and lowest ES levels appeared to center on the specific details of how a task was or should have been performed competently. The use of entrustment may have helped to engender these details. Supervisors' positive sentiments about trainees, reflected by praise and reinforcing statements, appeared to be less important than their citing specific evidence of competent trainee performance. Specific reinforcing feedback had a higher average ES level than generic praise or nonspecific reinforcing feedback. Supervisors' focus on task-specific evidence mirrors Gibbs et al.'s proposition that effective feedback should relate to students' performance rather than their characteristics. When assigning low ES levels, supervisors detailed specific steps for trainees to perform in the future to earn higher levels of entrustment. This finding corroborates the work of Dolan et al. and Dudek et al on the effects of using an entrustment scale on feedback, as well as several studies concluding that constructive feedback should be specific and contain future direction. In addition, our results support Robinson et al.'s recent finding from qualitative interviews that the amount of guidance a supervisor provided to a trainee was the primary factor that influenced their entrustment decision, where an increasing need for guidance led to lower ES levels. While our results about how ES levels are thus expected in the context of these prior studies, it is somewhat surprising that the level of narrative detail was also increased at the highest ES levels. This finding may relate to how supervisors justified their choice of higher entrustment and the availability of evidence to support it. Supervisor. Our findings about the level of detail of feedback may also reflect supervisors' considerations of fairness in justifications of entrustment. An increased level of detail is thought to support perceptions of fairness in feedback, which could also explain why supervisors tended to be more specific and detailed when assigning both higher and lower ES levels. Lack of supervisor confidence to choose the highest or lowest ES levels may be a consequence of less supervisor participation in the exercise of observing and giving feedback. Furthermore, the lack of detail at the middle ES ratings may reflect supervisors' lack of evidence to clearly justify a higher or lower ES rating. Generic praise as reinforcing feedback could be seen as supervisors' attempts to encourage students who did not yet deserve higher levels of entrustment. Context and task. Our study highlights the importance of context and task factors in entrustment decisions while raising further questions. Supervisors tended to assign lower ES levels 
for procedural tasks, including surgical and exam skills, compared with cognitive tasks, including patient communication and clinical reasoning. This effect of task type may reflect the focus during the early years of medical school on cognitive skill building, such as patient cases, clinical reasoning, and basic sciences, rather than opportunities for building procedural skills. Alternatively, it may reflect context, the specialty in which it is performed. For example, surgery versus medicine, and potential differences or biases in clinical cultures, tendencies to entrust students versus resident trainees. Finally, this finding may additionally reflect an inherent difference in perceived due to supervisor bias or understanding of the rating scale or actual trustworthiness of medical students for procedural tasks compared with cognitive ones during the clerkship years because affordances for autonomy in procedures may be limited and concerns about patient safety are high. While further investigation is needed to parse these contributions, it is clear that our results provide evidence of the effects of task and context factors independent from trainee and supervisor considerations. While AI provided insights that have not been reported in the literature, this only happened through the emerging capabilities of the DNNs underlying recent ML achievements in healthcare and beyond. At the same time, how these complex networks think or learn has been difficult to assess, illustrating AI's quote-unquote black box issue. Researchers have used explainable AI techniques to review electronic health records and determine factors associated with readmission and in radiology for highlighting features of images important to pathology classification. Our procedure brings a similar explainable AI strategy to NLP by identifying words and sentences that activate specific artificial neurons tied to ES levels. While there are ongoing efforts to make NLP explainable, our methodology makes such insights available to medical education researchers now. Our methods augment traditional qualitative and mixed methods analysis by giving medical education researchers AI-mediated assistance to explore themes in prohibitively large narrative databases that may be difficult to assess with traditional qualitative methods. For example, resource limitations may lead to selective sampling, or coding consistency limitations may restrict consideration of entire datasets. The methodology provides a new tool to assess qualitative data quantitatively, applying to scenarios in which associations between qualitative data and a categorical or continuous variable need to be examined, and the factors contributing to such associations elucidated. For example, it could be used to provide trainees with feedback on the quality of their written documentation by both identifying factors associated with high-quality notes and using these factors as a basis for automated feedback. This study has limitations. The relevance of our results to entrustment versus feedback in general could be improved by making changes to how our dataset was collected. Firstly, the feedback narrative prompt was nonspecific, as opposed to asking supervisors to justify the ES levels assigned. Another limitation was the nature of the retrospective ES scale, which read, 
as how much supervision was provided. A prospective scale reading as how much supervision is recommended for future instances might have provided a stronger link between the narratives and assigned scale values. Indeed, the low to moderate predictive abilities likely did not reflect a weakness of the algorithm itself, but rather a ceiling imposed by the data collection instrument. Using a lexicon pre-trained on medical texts may also improve results, but a recent study suggests that lexicon choice may not significantly impact classification. With respect to entrustment factors, clarification of the supervisor factor could also be examined by comparing results between faculty supervisors and resident supervisors. Our data did not reveal significant evidence for the relationship factor, which may potentially be addressed by collecting a data set focused on longitudinal pairings of supervisors and trainees. Additional limitations of this study, affecting generalizability of our results, include collection at a single institution, the focus primarily on the clerkship year, and the limited availability of training data compared to commercially trained NLP applications. Conclusions. In conclusion, entrustment-centered feedback interactions can drive concrete steps in guiding the learner towards achieving competence to perform clinical tasks, with increasing detail provided at both extremes of the entrustment scale. While our results corroborate prior models advanced by Hauer et al. and Holzhausen et al. based on supervisor perspectives, our results reveal how these factors operate within trainee-supervisor feedback interactions within entrustment-based assessment. In essence, the framework of entrustment carries the built-in goal of earning higher levels of entrustment, thus appearing to center feedback processes around the competencies needed to achieve this goal. Our innovative machine learning approach creates transparency around complex classification tasks traditionally afforded only by opaque NLP algorithms, taking a step closer towards explainable AI in NLP. Further developing these techniques can strengthen the use of formative assessment data to understand learner performance and guide their future learning and patient care.